I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. We say so often here from the banks of the Bon Secours River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, from the office building and uh, ministry building studios here, Fishers of Men Ministries International. What a blessing to be with you. Have this opportunity to take and speak the Word of God. Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book, uh, a Mariner's Call here today. Uh, this evening, whenever you listen, uh, an opportunity to take and have more than just a little five-minute program. Hey, by the way, uh, won't you call the station and see if they air our five-minute program during the week? You might enjoy that. In fact, we get the most results as far as comments on our five-minute program than we do any of the other programs we've ever produced here. So, uh, usually around the weekend period of time, uh, the Mariner's Call here with you today. I'm going to be in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 42. We'll read a verse of scripture here. And I'd like to talk about what what to do with guilt. In fact, what do we find that people do with guilt? A very potent word, guilt. Oh, it covers a range of areas. But I want to choose to look at it in its simplest form and answer the question, what does most people do with guilt? You said, what is it? Oh, it's, we could say it's that God-given moral agent oh, that shows itself after the commission of a crime or an offense. All of us are sinners. What does sin bring? Always brings guilt. The whole world is guilty before God. We face it every day. What do you do? What do you do with guilt? Our text here in Genesis chapter 42, don't have time to sort of catch you up, but you know the story of Joseph, uh, sort of a spoiled guy, and his brothers sell him off. They're going to kill him first, but no, they sell him off. Send him down to Egypt, and lo and behold, God is with Joseph. Joseph is, oh, he's in high cotton here. He is responsible for taking care of the physical welfare of the entire, the entire nation of Egypt. And, of course, the land of Canaan is suffering. And uh, those in the land of Canaan, which, of course, Jacob and, of course, Joseph's brothers, what they're going to have to do, they're going to be forced to go to Egypt to find sustenance. We think about uh, to find corn. So uh, they go down and they don't know that Joseph is there in such a high position and Joseph sees them. He recognizes who they are and uh, what he does, he condemns them for being spies. He said, you come down here to spy out the land. No, 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 no. And he said, I tell you what, you're not leaving here until somebody go, somebody go home and get the youngest brother. Oh, when they hear that about that youngest brother thing. Genesis chapter 42, verse 21, they said one to another. They look at one another. They know they're caught. It says, and they said one to another, we're very guilty concerning our brother in that we saw the anguish of his soul 
Oh, when he tried to beg him, please don't sell me, please don't sell me, you know. And they remember the situation with Joseph. So their conscience got them. Conscience makes cowards of us all. You know, you sin against your conscience and all oh, we're going to see. Now, what people do with, uh, uh, with guilt and uh, how no matter what you do outside bringing it to God, it will not work. But what does most people do with guilt? Oh, most people just try to deny it's there. You know, the world says there's no moral absolutes. So the sense of guilt we feel before God is just a nagging relic of old, what, Puritanism, a Victorian antique, a psychosis to be denied. If there's no moral absolutes, there's no, then there's no more ultimate standard of right and wrong. If there's no ultimate standard of right and wrong, then we can base our rules and our standards on what? Societal consensus there. And if we base it on societal consensus, then we can adjust it to our own shape and size. Then we can live any way we want to live. And there's no such thing as genuine guilt before God. Yes, there is. Go ahead and deny it. Deny it? Do people actually do that? Yes. They say, it don't bother me. Well, my friend, I hope it bothers you. Because when you sin and it doesn't bother you, I don't care you saved or lost, I don't care what you I don't care who you are, where you live, what country you live in. If it doesn't bother you when you do something that's wrong, something's wrong with your mind, something wrong with your conscience. Your conscience has already been seared. It is said of a psychopath, a true psychopath, only that person says, I have no sense of guilt. I mean, maybe he's murdered five, six, seven, eight, ten people, maybe even children. And they said, what's your feelings about this? He said, I have no feelings concerning that. We all, my friend, experience guilt because of the fact that we're all sinners. Go ahead and deny it. People said, uh, well, I just, uh, I, it, go ahead and deny it, but it will not get rid of guilt. What do people do with guilt? Deny it. As far as the Bible itself is concerned, especially for the child of God, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, Huh. We make him a liar. We deceive ourselves. We make God a liar. I highly suspect me and you, not God. What do people do with guilt? A lot of people try to drown it. You said drown it? Yeah, try to drown it. Try to sort of grab this guilt, this load of guilt that they feel in their mind and their body and soul. And they try to put it under some type of uh, uh, water of... Uh, of, uh, of work and labor. In fact, some people try to immerse it in work. They're guilty. They feel guilt every day. And what they do is work so hard. They get involved with their work to where it sort of numbs the mind. It sort of gets it, sort of get it out of my mind. What do I do? Just work and work and work and work and work. Go ahead and do it, but it'll not go away. The guilt will not go away. Go ahead and deny it. It will not go away. Try to drown it. It will not go away. People try to drown it in pleasure, by the way. Oh, they go out and have a good time. And in the middle of this good time, they forget about this guilt. But it always wakes up. It always comes to the surface. Hold it under the waters of pleasure, if you will. But it's going to come to the surface every time. Some people try to numb the mind and the sense of doing it through forms of medication. There are people that need uh, areas and forms of medication. Don't get me wrong here. But sometimes people just take 
uh, you know, they take a pill to try to get rid of this. They think they're feeling stress and they're feeling guilt. And it's so, it weighs so heavy down upon them. My friend, they take this medication and just for a little while, it helps them to cope with the problem that's there. But it doesn't get away. It doesn't get you away from guilt. Guilt will not go away. It's always there. We're sinners. The whole world is guilty before God. Deny it, and it's there. Go ahead and drown it. It's there. People try to do it with drugs. People try to do it with alcohol. I understand areas of alcohol have to do with the social agenda. It doesn't make it right. You said, what are you saying? Some people take drugs and alcohol, and they just try to escape themselves by drowning the pains of guilt with things that they do to just once again numb the mind. Oh, will it help to drown it? Well, you can get away with it for a little while and get it out of your mind for a little while, but it'll come back to the surface every time. Deny it. Drown it. You know what most people do with guilt? They blame it on other people. They deflect it. Remember the story of Genesis chapter 3? Adam. What happened? Adam, he said, the woman that thou gavest me. Was it the woman? Woman, what'd you do? The serpent beguiled me. It's one of the Lord didn't tell, ask the serpent. The serpent then blaming on God. He would have said, well, a long time ago, blame, deflected. I find it all the time. I sit and talk with people, and you would be amazed how people will take the blame of something and place it somewhere else. They'll blame it on, huh, sometimes they blame it on the environment. The environment? I was brought up in a situation to where so-and-so, you know, we can't blame the environment. You said, well, why not? Because we think about Adam and Eve. They were in the midst of a paradise of God. They were raised in paradise. And still sin came their way. They were seduced. And guilt was so bad they ran and hid when God came on the scene. Now, hide behind a tree, you know. It's not the environment. You say, well, I was raised in a ghetto. I was raised in a poor area. I was raised. Oh, it's not the environment, my friend. Oh, it was your decisions. As far as blame is concerned, people blame each other. You know, I talk to young people all the time. My parents. It's my parents. My parents. Your parents? Yeah, it was my parents. Uh, well, what's the problem? My parents. What did they not do? And they talk about their parents. <laughs> and then they'll talk about their peers. They'll talk about, well, it was, this was a friend. Uh, this person got me in the trouble. And very seldom will you ever hear someone say, I did wrong. I have sinned. I am very guilty before God. They try to deflect it in the sense of put it off on somebody else's shoulders. But yet, as far as guilt, you can deny it, it'll come to surface. You can drown it, it'll come to the surface again. Guilt, deflect it, blame it on somebody else, and you're still faced with it, it's still there. It's in your mind, it's in your heart, it's a part of your life. Guilt, it's there. What do I do? How do I get rid of it? My friend, it has to be removed. How do you get it removed? Not denying it. How do you get it removed? Go ahead and try to numb your brain. It won't work. It'll come to the surface every time. Ah, oh, that's the work of Christ. What about my Savior? When he hung there on the cross, you know, you know the blood that was shed, the power there is in the death of Christ. So powerful, what is it? Colossians 1:14, Ephesians 1:7, in whom we have redemption, yes, through his blood, yes even the forgiveness of sins. 
all to have my sins forgiven. Little girl one time broke the cup, broke her mother's favorite cup. Coffee, tea, I, I forget. Broke the cup, brought four or five pieces in and uh, showed it to mother. And the mother said, it's okay. I, I you know, wish you hadn't have done that. Just throw it in the trash. You're forgiven. It's okay. The little girl goes back to her room. She gets to thinking about it. All oh, convictions fall, falls upon her, and she feels a sense of guilt again. She goes to the trash can, digs it out, and brings it back to the mother and said, Mom, I'm so sorry. The mother said, where'd you get that? She said, I got it out of the trash. Throw it in the trash. A lot of Christians live in the trash, my friend. Jesus forgives sin. Yeah, past, present, and future. Yes, I understand there's daily sins, but I tell you this. I would never go to sleep without getting clean with God. You know, when you go to bed, why don't you just end the day with, Lord, I understand who I am. I understand what I am. I, I, long, I long to be with you. I long to have this perfect body. And, Lord, as far as my life itself is concerned, I want to go to bed clean. Please, I claim the cleansing that's there in the blood. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I will not have this, this load of guilt to be placed upon my shoulders in this, and this guilty, this guilty feeling bother me all day. How am I going to work for God full of guilt? How am I going to be what I should be, a grandfather, a husband, with this guilt? How am I going to be a pastor, uh, you know, mission evangelist, a missionary? How am I going to do that with this sense of guilt, you know? It's got to be removed, and only the Savior can bring relief from guilt. Forgiveness of sin is at the feet and at the foot of the cross. Oh, my friend, if you're unsaved, Jesus wants to save you, get rid of that guilt. If you're a Christian, to live victorious, come face to face with Jesus every day. What do you do with guilt, my friend? Bring it to God's Son. Now until next week, the same time, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.